0: Hello and welcome to the podcast, the first ever episode of What About Everything, featuring me, Brendan, and Ryan. That's me. Hello. Uh, so today we thought we'd uh, stick with the theme of pilots, um, and Ryan, what's the first topic of today?
1: Well, the first topic of today, Brendan, is TV pilots. Um, considering this is technically our pilot episode, I thought it'd be quite fitting, Um, now, let's get into the best TV pilots. Oh.
0: This is the first pilot fact of today. 56% of pilots admit to having fallen asleep while flying a passenger plane, according to a UK survey.
1: That is worrying. I don't want my pilots falling asleep. Um.
0: first pilot fact.
1: So, best TV pilots. Brendan, what do you think are some of the best
0: TV pilots out there? I mean, Freaks and Geeks.
1: Of course, Freaks and Geeks. Freaks and Geeks is phenomenal. Um, so that show was just severely underrated, um, and I think obviously killed before its time only got one season. Um, but the pilot was really great in like setting up the dynamics of all the characters. Mm. Um, you know, Sam and his friends, Bill and the, the kid with the, the puppet. Um, I can't remember his name, but Neil. No, not Neil. Yeah, Neil. Mm-hmm. Neil, Bill, Bill, yeah. Bill, and I can't remember his name, but he, his dad's a dentist and he likes puppetry um, and all that stuff, um, but like, you know, like setting up their group and then Lindsay's group, James Franco, of course, is mm. in it, and I love James Franco and anything he's in, because his face is just top-notch, um, perfect, perfectly structured. Well, I was going to mm. say,
0: James Franco, you love, do you love James Franco in uh, Girls Without the Permission because there was a bit of Me Too movement coming around with James Franco for a while. There was?
1: Mm. That he was a bad guy?
0: He was a bad boy doing bad things. Oh dear, I actually didn't know that. That's upsetting. Yeah. Some of them are underage Mm -hmm. apparently as well. Oh dear,
1: okay. Oh dear, no, no, no. We don't want to (laughs) get into that discussion today. Um, Well, was my favourite TV pilot of all of them. Um, It's gotta be Arrested Development. Because I I love that show. Now, I I, I stopped after, well, I watched Series 4. Didn't particularly enjoy it. Um, it was really clever how they weaved all these storylines together. Mm-hmm. Um, that was really clever writing, but like overall, it was just really weak. Um, so I sort of stopped after series four. I don't really care about it because I watched the first episode of series five, but they're doing a lot of backtracking and recurring everything that happened uh, happened in series four to try and make up. for And just now, it was just so boring.
0: I think I, I think I stopped in series three. Um,
1: well, yeah. that's when like that's 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 when it got cancelled. Series one to three then cancelled, and then Netflix brought it back two thousand thirteen. Um, but the pilot episode is just perfect because it sets up who every character is so perfectly. Like my, my favorite character is Job played by Will Arnett. And one of his first lines sets up exactly who he is. It's when, because he's a magician, um, uh, well, a failing magician, but a magician nonetheless. Because, of course, I think anyone who picks to be a magician as a career is failing in life. But that's neither here nor there. Anyway, um, so Job is trying to show Michael one of his tricks, uh, illusions, sorry. And uh, Michael, who's played by uh, Jason Bateman, says, look, Job, dad doesn't have time for your tricks. And then Job says, they're not tricks, Michael, they're illusions. A trick is something a hoard does for money. <laughs> Which just perfectly sets up his character for the whole three series. Um, and he does have some crude moments like that, but overall, he's hilarious and I love him. But, like, all the other characters get their due. Like, um, we get the first hints of Tobias' um, fluid sexuality. He's like, is he gay? Is he not gay? Who knows? Because, um, like, there's a quote at the end of the pilot where he's like, so it turns out the pirates are actually homosexuals.
0: <laughs> I, think, I think my favourite character is George Michael.
1: Oh, George Michael is just great. Oh, Michael Sarah is perfect for that role. He's just, just
0: so awkward. The sexual tension between him and his cousin <laughs> always gets me. <laughs>
1: Oh, he's just, yeah, it's just so perfect. Um, and he, um, I love when uh, there's an episode where um, he's sitting in his room and his dad comes in and is like, hey, buddy, you alone? And he's like, almost always, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, do you know the bit where uh, they're in the car and he's like, no, just, just jump up on George Michael's lap. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, and George Michael's sitting there so awkward. He's like, oh, my gosh, she's on my lap. I'm attracted to her. She's my cousin. What do I do? Um, then, he, then he gets goes to the school play. In the hopes of kissing his cousin, yeah. you know, like um, it's it was a really weird plot line, but it was really funny, and they yeah. never went the full way with it, so it's sort of okay, really. But loving your cousin is not okay. I'm not condoning that, whatever, whatsoever. No, no, no. Well, no.
0: It's, uh, it's illegal um, unless they're after your third cousin. Unless they're after your cousin. Okay, that's that's fair. Um,
1: well, like oh, there's some Oh like, fuck! I can't believe you've done this. Oops, sorry. That's an
0: That's... I think we were going on too long.
1: Um, but uh, there's other TV pilots I'm, I'm quite fond of. Um, there is the of course. The Simpsons, um, like it did start off as like shorts on the Tracy Ullman show. But mm. like, the first episode of the series was a Christmas special, which is really weird. It's not how you'd kick off a show. because mm. um, like it's called like Simpsons Roasting on an open fire. Um but like it's it's like you know, it's about um, for anyone who hasn't seen it. Um, you might have, like, The Simpsons is always on Sky 1, so there's a chance you might have seen that at some point. Um, it's where, like, they, they find Santa's little helper on dog track, and he's being, like, how yeah, he's left by his original owner, so they take him in. But, like, Homer's worried because they don't have enough money for the family for Christmas, and they don't have enough money for presents and stuff. And it's just, like, it sets up, like, what early Simpsons used to be, like, really clever. Because in the background, like, when, like, uh, Homer and Marge go to a meeting, like, one of the posters, I can't remember what it says, but it was a really subtle pun. And, like, because The Simpsons does that all the time, they, like, mm. slip subtle puns into, like, background details, like, just innocuous details no one's ever going to notice. But, like, they, the writers care about the show. And, like, the first episode opens, like, with, like, it deals with, like, you know, family uh, dynamics and, like, you know, poverty and stuff that they're trying to deal with. Uh, just, like, really heartwarming as well. And it's just everything
0: The Simpsons is. I just um, find the old episodes so hard to watch because of the animation. It just makes me uneasy. It's yeah. like... um What's it um, not the Amazing World of Gumball? You know the other one with the pirate. What's it called? The Marvelous Adventures of Flapjack. Yeah, Flapjack. <laughs> that all episodes of The Simpsons and Cars, the Cowley Dog. All yeah, all three animation styles make me so uncomfortable. I just can't watch them.
1: I feel like that's the point of Flapjack though, because that show was just uncomfortable in general. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, yeah, the early Simpsons episodes are quite crude. But like, they do gloss it up towards. Um, Around uh, Series 3, it starts to get a bit, a bit, bit neater. Um, and then it, it does get better. Um, but, like, it's... I like come for the ride not well, well, the animation quality.
0: I mean, most of my favorite pilots mm. uh, of TV shows were all cancelled. So, I think that really sets in stone my taste. In <laughs> what kind of pilots? Mm. Um, well, there was one for a series on sky living which doesn't exist anymore yeah, Sky living has gone now uh it was a show called uh it was basically um about uh like people who kidnap people and serial killers and then um the main actor oh shit what was it called i can't remember that's probably bad that's probably <laughs> why it got canceled <laughs> um <laughs>
1: No one could remember the name. Hey, hey, can we, can we, we we could turn that serial killer show into a, into pilot into a show, couldn't we? What was it called again, Jeff? (laughs) Oh, jeez, I can't remember. Yeah, it was clean. But
0: it was so good, I was really into it, and it just got cancelled. I was like, why? And then there was one with uh, Ian Griffith, or however you say his Welsh name, I don't know. Fantastic Four guy. Oh, yeah, him. Um, Called Forever, where he uh falls into the Hudson and then realizes he can live forever yeah um it's a pretty good show uh and uh the guy who works in the store could also live forever wait no the guy who worked he worked in the store couldn't live forever but they were friends because uh he was a soldier and his friend was a kid in a concentration camp and then yeah and they grew up together, and then the friend realizes that he doesn't age. It was weird. It's just a weird show. It was really good, and I watched like two seasons of it, and then it never came back. And it's so sad. It's like, unfortunate.
1: Um, but there is a lot of instances of like really weird shows that got cancelled. Um, one that I um, people might know, um, the pilot came out in nineteen ninety. It's called Hile Honey, I'm Home." <laughs> It stars, as you might have guessed, Hitler and Ava um living a suburban lifestyle, um, but they have Brooklyn accents for some reason, and like the whole episode is like just them trying to deal with their um, Jewish neighbors because their the Neville Chamberlain's coming over uh, for um, Neville Chamberlain's coming over for like tea in the afternoon and like the Jewish neighbors are causing them trouble. Obviously, you can imagine why this didn't get picked up to be a proper show um, because it's just insanely offensive and just horrible. Um, but it's it's like why would they even think about doing it? Is 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 my question?
0: It's like that Dave Chappelle sketch, you know the one. Which one? The the family of uh, it is like here they come. oh look out, oh yeah it's the and it's like the N word but it's not the N word. Oh dear. Um, and then it's like oh you N words you are always like and it's this white family who yeah. are called like the N-words yeah. as a Dave Chappelle sketch. It's quite funny, but it's like so just touching on really racist, but that's like Dave yeah, Chappelle. That's just that's that's comedy cool. style.
1: No, but there's um, two more um, weird pilots that I love. The first one's called Steel Justice. Pilot came out 1992. It's set in the near future with a cop and he has a son, but the son gets killed in a gangland fight. And in not, not a normal gangland fight with, with like, handguns and stuff. Now this son gets killed by a bazooka blowing up the car he's in because the gangs in the future can u- use really serious tech. So, anyway, the son dies, and instead of, like, you know, dying like like's normal, uh, he, um, the, the, the spirit of the son, possesses uh, a toy robot dinosaur. Um, so that that's there, uh, and then the cop meets up with this, Person who's either immortal or a time traveler. Mm. It's not really clear which. The writing is really messy with it, and it's like he, he makes allusions to the fact he could be either. Um, but then this immortal time traveler dude teaches teaches the cop um, a skill that apparently everyone has, where mm. if you concentrate hard enough, you can turn little objects into big objects. Quite literally, if you concentrate hard enough, you could turn your phone into a massive phone. So the cop does this to turn the toy robot dinosaur that his son is possessing from a small, four-foot-tall dinosaur... Well, no, not four-foot. I, I don't know. Four-foot's quite big. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, from a small, less-than-four-foot <laughs> toy dinosaur <laughs> to a 40-foot-tall fire-breathing robot dinosaur to stop the bad guys. And it's... It's to
0: of overkill.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I get if it was just a cop and a robot dinosaur killing bad guys. That'd be cool. But the fact... He turns it into a giant dinosaur himself with concentration and that his son is possessing it. It's just really weird and slightly unnecessary. Yeah, I love it all the same. Uh, but like you can obviously imagine why it didn't get picked up because it's just so ridiculous. But definitely, without a doubt, the best, the best TV pilot never to exist, well, the best TV show never to exist, um, came about in 1999. It uh, was written by Dan Harmon, directed by Ben Stiller, and it stars Jack Black and Owen, and the voice of Owen Wilson. It's called Heat Vision and Jack. Yeah, boy! Thank you, It's called Heat Vision and Jack. Um, and it stars Jack Black as a, an astronaut who, in a mission, flies too close to the sun. And he absorbs inappropriate levels of solar energy... And as such, he becomes super his brain grows to three times its size whenever the sun rises. He's like the opposite of a werewolf. (laughs) So when the sun rises, his brain goes grows to three times the size and he becomes super intelligent. And then his um in the intro, because the whole pilot is on YouTube, I recommend watching it, it's amazing. Um but his his roommate, in the intro, they specifically state that his roommate is unemployed. They make that fact very clear. They say his unemployed roommate very strongly. Anyway, so his unemployed roommate gets turned into a motorcycle after some NASA experiment goes wrong or whatever, um, even though NASA is technically evil, because it's run by Ron Silver, the actor Ron Silver from, like, the movie Time Cop. Like, he's he's still an actor in this universe, and he plays himself, but he's also a bad guy working for NASA. Um, Anyway, the episode is called The Eyes of Paragon. It opens up in, like, a small gas station in the middle of nowhere and um we have like a restaurant or whatever and like this dino chef is there and like there's a radio in the in, in the rest in the in the kitchen and it starts like going all over the ship with electrical energy um and instead of you know not touching it what does he do he hits it with a metal spatula <laughs> 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 which is just not wise like the, the show clearly wasn't teaching like electrical safety so he hits it with a spatula, and he gets his comeuppance for, for that stupidity, because then he gets possessed by this alien called Paragon. So uh, then he steps out of the kitchen, and the woman working at the tail sees him and says his name, Al, or whatever. And he says, no, my name... Uh, then he says these exact words. Call me Paragon, you worthless monkey whore. <laughs> like, What? The dialogue is just so cringy. And then, and then after uh, he burns her alive, and then he says these words while he's burning her alive All monkey sluts shall be absorbed. <laughs> <laughs> but while he's burning her alive, the song Semi Charmed Life by Three Eyed Blind plays, which is not really a very fitting song to play when someone's burning alive, but fair enough. Uh, but then Heat Vision, because the bike's name—the uh, Jack's roommate—who um, gets turned into a bike—they call him Heat Vision instead of his actual human name for some reason. I don't know why. It's never explained. Uh, but they end up at this gas station, and then they see Paragon, and like, but Paragon leaves, and then a <sighs> sheriff coming into it. This blonde woman, who's—we never find out her name either. Yeah, nameless. Yeah, she's nameless for the whole thing, which I find incredibly sexist. Um, she's just blonde sheriff in the titles. Um, in the end titles. Um, like, Jack spends a day and a half with her, never even once asks her her name. Like, they go to her grandmother's house to lay low from NASA, and he never once asks her name. Um, which is just really rude. Um, but anyway, Jack gets put into prison, uh, in, like, some, in, like, in this jail. And here's the thing, when he gets put in the jail, uh, he says all the stuff with NASA, and she's like, alright, I'm just gonna call them, and he says, No. She's going to call NASA from... She, she's, she's using a rotary phone in a, in a prison in the back ass of nowhere. And she's going to call NASA, <laughs> the National Aeronautic and Space Administration. Okay. Um, but anyway, so uh, the, she leaves or whatever to go investigate the crime scene. And then the sun rises. And then, then as I said, Jack gets super smart. But, you know, it's a really trippy sequence where you get guess-intelligent. Like, you see pictures of famous scientists going all over the screen. You see him coming up. He's like, I know everything. And, like, the there's, there's, there's only one equation that pops up. It's E equals mc squared popping up all the time. Like, it's it, it doesn't even have anything to do with being... Like, do you know what E equals mc squared means?
0: Yeah, it's like um, energy equals matter.
1: mass times the speed of light squared. But do you know what it's used for? No. it's used for nuclear fission because like oh. scientists found out nuclear fission it's where um one large nucleus is split into two smaller nuclei mm. but when the nucleus is split into two smaller nuclei there's a mass deficit and scientists didn't know where the extra where the mass was lost mm. but then einstein came up with the equals mc squared to state that oh the mass is lost as kinetic energy and this
0: is like it's the principle atomic bombs are based off of mm. which is really cool um it's used for energy transformation as well, or at least transformation for, for multiple substances that like energy can become mass and mass can become energy.
1: Yeah. But like it has nothing to do with your brain growing three times times light larger. I feel like they just hmm, we need something smart to throw in there. E equals empty square. Impact. Yeah, we'll use that. Why not? Perfect. Pythagoras. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> length of the hypotenuse squared, et cetera, et cetera. Um but then he gets super smart and then out of nowhere he pulls out a dog whistle. Because like the, the chief left her dog in the uh, in the in the police station garage room. and he pulls a dog whistle out of nowhere because he just apparently happens to have one even though he doesn't even own a dog, because uh, he's constantly on the run from NASA, so there's no time for a dog, and yet he blows this whistle to make the dog like like get the keys to open the door somehow, um, and and then he escapes, and he goes back to the gas station where um, uh, he Paragon was, and he's searching there. And then Heat Vision, the bike, is outside, yeah? And then Paragon comes up as the alien, okay? And he's like, hey, you're, you're a guy who works here, right? It's like, yes, uh, uh, this person was. And Heat Vision already didn't cop on. He's like, what's your name? And then Paragon stumbles because he doesn't know the guy's name. He's like, uh, uh, oh So instead of answering, he lifts up his sunglasses, ready to burn Heat Vision alive <laughs> to get away from answering the question. Uh, but then Jack comes out and tries to stop him. Um... And the heat vision, like, rams into him. But then, what does Paragon do? He just pushes him over because he's a motorcycle. And <laughs> he just falls over. <laughs> um, But then they get the origin of heat vision where it's like, oh, yeah, he was coming to save Jack. And, like, NASA blasted him with a, a ray gun that merged him with his motorcycle. And then Jack says these words. You know, when fate makes you a motorcycle, you become a motorcycle. Who wrote this? <laughs> a 12-year-old kid in his bedroom? It's just so bad, but... Here's the best part. The, the climax of the whole episode takes place in a strip club. A strip club called Sunken Pleasure. Let that sink in. Pun, not intentional. <laughs> 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 anyway, um, so Paragon's in the strip club. Uh, he, he's having a ride right out time because he says, all monkey trash shall dance on Paragon's lap. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you can conquer the world, but you can have some fun at the same time. Um, and then Ben Stiller, the director, uh, makes a cameo as the DJ of the strip club in Dreadlocks, which is which is always nice to see Ben Stiller in Dreadlocks. And um, then Jack and Heat Vision and the Sheriff come in, and they stop, try to stop and there's a big fight, and uh, Ron Silver comes in, throws the whole thing off balance, and then eventually, oh, uh, boom, Paragon is stopped, because they transfer his consciousness from the human into like a disc, and then, um, then Jack's like, alright, here's what you need to do with the disc, but then the sun sets, and he becomes stupid again, and he can't remember what to do with the disc, he's like, uh, uh I don't know. And the sheriff's like, okay, I'll, I'll just throw them in the bin or whatever. And he's like, yeah, do that, do that, yeah. And she's like, why don't you tell people your story? And then Jack says, in the past, I've tried to tell my story to journalists, I've tried to make friends, I've tried to open up to women. They've died. <laughs> just really casually, they've died. Um, and then he leaves, riding off into the sunset with a really casual ending. Um, but I'm just so sad this never got made into a TV show. It could have worked so well. Like yeah, take out like the <laughs> some of the stupid stuff, but like the strip club was kind of unnecessary. But like, if you really committed to it, it
0: could have worked. It's so like not Dan Harmon esque. No, <laughs> no, it is not. Like to go from that to iCarly. <laughs> well, yeah. I think it was that. one no, it's Drake and Josh. Dan Harmon's iCarly, like, isn't it? Dan Dan Harmon is
1: who's the one I'm thinking. Oh, no, the one who wrote Rick and Morty. What? Wait. The Rick and Morty, right. The community, he also wrote
0: Community. That is Dan Harmon as well.
1: No, different. Are they both named Dan Harmon? I don't know. (laughs) They couldn't both be named Dan Harmon. Um, That can't be right. Um, I refuse to believe that both the person who created Drake and Josh and the person who wrote Rick and Morty have the same name. That, that, That can't be right. Yeah, Dan Harmon, the guy who
0: wrote Rick and Morty in Community. Uh, Monster Harris. he... No, Dan was. Schneider, you're thinking of Dan Schneider. I'm thinking of Dan Schneider. That's it, oh, yes. That, is, that makes so much sense. You're there we Dan go. Schneider. Dan Schneider. Dan and Dan Harmon, different people.
1: I can't believe you got those mixed up.
0: I'm so ashamed. Two completely
1: different <laughs> men. <laughs> oh.
0: God. Yeah, Dan Schneider is, 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 a, is a totally different guy. Dan Schneider is
1: a, is a, Dan Schneider is a far you no know, worse writer than Dan Hammond, but is without a shadow of a doubt. Um,
0: Dan Hammond is actually ridiculously intelligent. Like, have you heard what he says in interviews about, like, <laughs> death? Like, he's a complete nihilist. Really? like Yeah, but like, he, um, he says in one interview, he's like, uh, yeah, you just have to accept the fact that the world, it means nothing, that everything happens for no reason, and that gives you power. Jesus. Yeah. That's quite,
1: ugh. Like, yeah, I get where he's coming mm-hmm. from, I suppose. But like, you know.
0: You ever. Uh, Take like a chill pill, dude. You ever hear the song about Dan Schneider?
1: I I, I don't think I want to, if I'm going to be honest.
0: It's called uh, Nickelodeon Girls by Filthy Frank. <laughs>
1: Oh dear. Oh, oh dear. Um, yeah, I definitely don't want to hear it. Um, moving swiftly on from that. (laughs) Um, Any TV pilots that pissed you off? Uh, God. Or like ones you think, like, just don't reflect the overall quality of the show, I guess.
0: I was going to say Doctor Who, but Doctor Who actually... Or
1: which pilot? Do you mean the original sixty three pilot or, yeah, or the two thousand
0: five reboot pilot? I mean, Christopher
1: one, Yeah. Yeah. Rose. Yeah. um It is really silly. Yeah. Uh, but there is one beautiful moment where Rose is like, "Who are you?" And like he holds her hand and he's like, "You know, like I can feel the earth spinning. Like you and me are clinging to the skin of this tiny little world. And if we let go, that's who I am. And forget me." That moment was really good. Yeah. It, but like the rest yeah. of the episode was kind of silly. That's the one with the. Monica um, um, yeah the Autons yeah, the and Autons. like Mickey gets kidnapped and like it's like
0: pizza
1: pizza <laughs> he's driving the car yeah right? yeah it's such a yeah.
0: that was really silly um, uh, like the original pilot with uh, William Hart amazing
1: yes um, the first episode is I feel like a drag though yeah
0: um, I mean William Hart was not my favourite Doctor no Patrick Stroud is
1: Patrick Stroud is wonderful um,
0: he had a recorder
1: yes <laughs> but I don't want to get into Doctor Who now because I'll never stop I uh, will definitely save Doctor Who for a later episode, because yes. I have a lot of thoughts. And <laughs> I mean a lot of thoughts. Um, I have to make it two parts, to be honest. Um, But I, I don't know, I feel there's a few pilots that I think don't reflect the overall quality of the show. Uh, one in particular is 30 Rock. I actually um, have
0: never watched 30 Rock.
1: Um, I'm, I'm not finished it yet. I'm on season four. Um, I'm, I just started season four, but I have stopped. Because I'm planning on watching the rest of it with uh, my, my BF best friend, etc, etc. Anyway, um, but the pilot, I didn't enjoy whatsoever. Okay. Like, it just was, it was just a mess. Tina Fey called it a mess herself. She was like, she hate, hates the pilot so much. She feels like it's just bad, which I think it is. Because it uses a lot of shaky cam. And like, Tracy Morgan's like performance in it is really reserved. Because mm. he goes really out of it, like, like to, for the rest of the show. Like, really ridiculous. But like, he does have one really funny quote on the pilot. Where, cause like, you know, Jack, uh, um, Alec Baldwin's character wants to get a new cast member. So it was like, we'll get the famous actor, Tracy Jordan, uh, who's played by Tracy Morgan. <laughs> um, but, uh, uh, so it was like, Liz, Liz Lemon, you're gonna, you're gonna meet Tracy in a restaurant and we're going to set this up. And she's like, okay. So then the next scene is Tracy and his aunt in a fancy restaurant. And he's like, uh, I'll have an apple juice, please. Uh, we don't serve apple juice, sir. Okay. The vodka can tonic. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best joke of the pilot. Um, but it just I, I watched it first summer of when was the summer 2017 and I didn't enjoy it so I was like I'm not going to continue with this but then I watched a really funny clip on YouTube of a later episode mm. um, where uh, Tracy's trying to get Jack to endorse his company to endorse his idea and he's like Tracy here's what we will do we can go from this from NBC down to all the, down to this subsidiary uh, from North Korea from South Korea or whatever who will fund your product and he's like Jackie D you're my saviour I'm going to make you a mixtape. You like Phil Collins? I've got two ears in a heart, don't I? <laughs> that quote made me want to rewatch the show and I'm glad I did because it is far better than what the pilot lets,
0: let, lets it on to be. You see, this is probably an unpopular opinion, but oh, yes. I, I don't like Alec like Baldwin. I don't like any of the Baldwins.
1: That's fair. Right. I don't like it. Uh, what's his brother's name? The one that looks just like him. Steve? No. I think it's Steve, yeah. Is it Steve? I think it is. Um, I think it's Steve um, and his face just annoys me I know he looks like Alec Baldwin but Alec Baldwin sort of makes it work if you know what I mean <laughs> yeah
0: I guess I don't know I just he makes me uncomfortable like his demeanor just makes me uneasy in all of his roles
1: yeah that that's fair I can see where you're coming from there Um, yeah Stephen Baldwin yeah Stephen Baldwin's face just annoys me it's one of those really punchable faces do you ever see those people you just think hmm, I'm not a violent person but if I had
0: to punch someone it'd be him Yeah Um, He kind of looks like If Donald Duck Was made Like In real life (laughs) And it just didn't work out so well Yeah I was like Oh my god Why do we even try this
1: No No Um, Yeah that's fair Um, But yeah I I like Baldwin He's incredible I I think it's the same with a lot of people Like there's this guy I follow On YouTube Called Cinema Wins Who I highly recommend Um, He's a source of positivity On the internet That We're solely missing Um, where it's like just cinema sins yeah it's the opposite of that oh shit I know him yeah it's the opposite of that where like he wins everything but like his latest video he talks about um, Into the Spider-Verse and he's not a fan of John Mulaney Hmm. which sort of pees me off because I love John Mulaney I think John Mulaney is a god um, who I will bow down to um, and I may or may not do already anyway um, (laughs) for the comment on that but he doesn't like John Mulaney so it's like you know not everyone is for everyone I guess um but moving on from TV pilots to other pilot-related things, um, you airplanes. Know,
0: I really was going to do the whole, you know, the air horn and pilot fact, but yes. I uh, I realized that Uber facts, which is what I have been largely basing my facts off, yeah, uh, regurgitates the same fact, but words are different means. So I thought <laughs> there were like 20, 25 different facts. There's like four. It's like four, but they just use the...
1: Well, they're trying to make the workout. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's
0: literally where is it? Wait, uh, uh, so you have here are some tweets. Uh, so it's December first, November fourth, uh, and sorry, actually no, it starts on October second, yeah, November fourth, December first, and December twenty fourth. And each one of them are during World War II, an American pilot whose plane was shot down over the Sahara sustained himself on tutti Rolls for three days. That is tweeted four times in total. Jesus. Uh, and then the one I said at the start, uh, so fifty-six percent of pilots admit to having fallen asleep while flying a passenger plane. Yeah. Uh, that was um tweeted uh, in August twenty-seventh of twenty fourteen, as well as January of this year. Uh, and but it was in a different way, so it was, uh, between, ah oh shit, where'd it go? I gotta watch my live. Yeah.
1: is <laughs> channel for all ages, careful with the party. <laughs> Where,
0: where'd it go? It was, like, right there.
1: Maybe they, maybe, maybe they listening to this right <laughs> now. <laughs> <It was laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck.
0: <laughs> yeah, between 43 and 54% of pilots have uh, surveyed in the UK, Norway, and Sweden have admitted to falling asleep while flying a passenger plane. And then the one at the start was 56% of pilots have uh, admitted to having fallen asleep during flying a passenger plane, according to the UK service. So when you expand it to Sweden and Norway, it goes down 2%.
1: (laughs) Well, maybe they're just getting really lazy. like. Come on, you can't kind of say you've never written an essay before and you repeat the same point like six times, but like with different words, thanks to the source.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I do actually have my own plane back. Yes. So, you know the esteemed car company, Rolls-Royce? I do, yes. Rolls-Royce originally made plane engines. Seriously? Yeah. That's pretty cool. I did not know that. And then that's where the engines in the majority of passenger planes and Spitfires... We're all Rolls Royce, and I think they still do. That's pretty cool.
1: That's, that was actually really awesome. Here's a question for you. Um, see if you know the answer. How do you get a whole row of seats to yourself on an airplane? Uh, um, obesity. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Oh, oh, that's oh, that's that's not nice. Um, Disease? No, um, death. Make a wish? No, <laughs> oh, no, no, dear, no, 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 no. Um, no. If you die, if you die, then you get a whole row of seats to yourself in an airplane because you're apparently not allowed to sit beside a dead body. Um, mm. for some reason. Um, it's interesting. Um, with uh, British Airways, they report they have around ten deaths a year on their flights. Uh-oh. Um, and so like if someone dies, you got to move them away. Uh, everyone else away from them. Usually, what they do is because like most um, like standard seating is full. Like usually, first class isn't full, mm. so they move the dead body to first class. They put sunglasses on and they pretend like it isn't dead, <laughs> just so they don't freak any passengers out. Mm. Um, uh, but in Singapore, they have this thing called the uh, the death closet, where if sorry, not the corpse closet. Sorry, the oh, corpse that's, closet. That's much better. Yeah, the corpse closet. Where if you if someone dies in a flight and it's a long one, then they shove the dead body into a closet for the rest of the flight. Which I think is very Faulty Towers. <laughs> oh my god. You know, because it reminds me of... Do you ever see the episode of Fawlty Towers? Have you seen Faulty Towers?
0: I watched it a little bit, but not that
1: much. Oh, well, there's it's like 12 episodes in total. Really short. But there's one episode where um, uh, this guy dies in the middle of the night. And like, they're, so they need to, but they, uh, Basil, uh, who's played by John Cleese, needs to get, to get the body out of the room because someone else is moving into that room. Yeah. So they need to wait for the coroner to get there, uh, the undertaker to get there to move the dead body. But So they need to get the body out of the room. So they're moving the dead body all around the hotel. They don't, they don't know what to do with it. Um, and they put it into a laundry basket and they keep it in the, in the middle of the lobby or whatever. And there's three people who are coming to meet the guy. And they're like, yeah, where's Mr. Lehman? And, um, he's like, Mr. Lehman. And Basil's there like leaning over the laundry basket Trying not to like, not He's not here He's not coming home, but, um, And it's like uh, Mr. Lehman We're here to collect him Oh you're here to collect him Because he thinks they're the undertakers uh, He's like Very modern dress I didn't know women did that sort of thing I'm sorry I didn't know women did that sort of thing uh, Sir? It's like Mr. Lehman Right he's, he's, in, he's in the basket We're sorry uh, he's, he's in the basket and he, he opens the basket just slightly and they look at and he's like, there's nothing in there. He's like, what do you mean? And he opens the basket all the way up and he's gone. He's like, where's he gone? The laundry! Because it's, it's Tuesday, it's laundry day. <laughs> so they've taken the basket out with the dead body. So uh, uh, he runs out, bangs. Luckily the truck is just about to leave. So he bangs on the truck. And he's like, we need to get the basket back. So then they get the dead body out of the basket and uh, Basil and Manuel are carrying the dead body back into the hotel. And these two people who... Um, Basil first pushed the... Shoved the dead body into... Uh, a, a, um, a wardrobe in a room that was being occupied. And like... It was this whole big thing that... It's... Just watch the episode. It's called The Kipper and the Corpse. It's on Netflix. Season four. Season two. Episode four. Um, but... So the two... The couple who like... Uh, had this whole big ordeal early in the episode. See him carrying the dead body back into the hotel. And like... All, all you see is the car, the car go off screen. And then all you hear is a crash sound. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um...
1: But it's just so ridiculous. And like the thing that actually could happen in real life or like on planes. It's like,
0: we oh, yeah. right now. Whenever I think of just moving dead bodies around, I always think of, you know, you ever seen How I Met Your Mother? Yes, I've seen, I'm not the
1: biggest fan of it. Oh, okay. The first three se- se- seasons I enjoy, but then it just becomes like a Friends remake and it's just, it gets really poor. I don't like, I don't like the ending. Oh no, God, the ending pissed me off but, so much. Um,
0: do you know the whole weekend at Barney's thing that they can't to <laughs> do? Whenever I think of like moving around a dead Barney, that is all I think about. Oh, weekend at
1: Barney's. God damn. Oh, actually, another fun fact related to, I suppose, death on planes. The, so. pi- yeah, well, but the pilot and the co-pilot have to uh, have different meals. Um, so in case like one of them is contaminated or one of them gets food poisoning, then the other is still able to fly the plane because um, otherwise like it's like an airplane Um, you know airplane in the movie yes. uh, came in 1980 like in that movie you know the, the pilot got like food sickness and he like, was like pretty much vomiting I can't remember if he died or not I haven't seen the movie in like two years but I think he died I don't know um, but it's like that so like you yeah, know both of them get sick then then you're screwed because like they did it they did actually did a test because um, it's not in the movies where like a random person who just flies like casually like they put them in like a you know, simulator proper cockpits mm-hmm. and all of them couldn't handle it and like one of them couldn't even start the plane and another they couldn't even work the radio oh my God. um so it's like you know with casual civilian pilots they can't fly proper commercial airplanes um and it's just so it's not going to work out in real life like in the movies unfortunately
0: i never understood why they don't like i always wondered like you know when a plane crashes like if it crashes yeah. in the water they have that's called ditching actually
1: um yeah. the land on the water fun fact
0: ditching they have life jackets yeah but i never understood like what if they did this thing where the, the bottom of the plane where the seats are <laughs> that's a separate part of the plane yeah and yeah. it drops out and then turns seat- into a boat the seats this isn't go- James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, say a plane's just crashing. And, yeah. And they're like, oh, fuck, we're going to die. Yeah. So either the bottom of the plane plops out or the roof comes off and the seats can eject with parachutes. But it would have to be sacred. So it would be like... Otherwise everyone else is if all
1: the parachutes went to all the ejector seats went at the exact same time, it'd be a bloodbath. <laughs>
0: yeah, but like 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 uh, or why don't they just give people parachutes and then like have a bigger door?
1: I feel like there's a reason they don't have parachutes on commercial airplanes. Like there prices. must be a reason, but I
0: can't logically think of why you wouldn't have parachutes. But anyway, speaking of planes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite music video involving a plane? I
1: actually, I'm not gonna lie, I, I don't really watch music videos, I don't know, I suppose I'm, sometimes they can be worthwhile, but I, I've never been a big fan of music videos, I feel like, you know, music is more of an oral experience, you listen to them, you don't really watch it, I feel like it's kind of pointless, that's just my opinion, but I don't believe in music videos all that much. Um, yeah, like my, but, mom. my mom, I will
0: go like Hey mom Can I show you a song She's like Don't show me a song <laughs> Let me hear a song And I'm like Okay 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 Sorry <laughs> Do you want to hear this song And she's like No And I'm like Okay Why did you even say that You know no. You know Moms be That's
1: the second time I've been called a mother. Um It's Going again was the...
0: was the first one Like Sexual No no God no, no.
1: <laughs> Um I don't involve Anything with the S word Uh that's too grown Same. up for my liking. No, no, it's it's a long story. Anyway, speaking of long stories, tell me about your. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I will not disclose speaking why I
0: was cockpits. <laughs> okay. Whoa, whoa. Whoa. No. 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 Okay. Um, too many amendments.
1: Yes. Yes. Too many. I, I, I'm not a big fan of that. I feel like you have a favorite music
0: video. With. Uh, I do. I do. involving airplanes. It's. Uh, my favorite one is. Uh, Born to fly. By Foo Fighters, the other one is uh, what the fuck is the name? It, it, you know the one Blair Star Blair Star No More No More Yeah Tenacious uh, D Jack Black No, no. That, that that's Born to Fly with Foo Fighters Oh they together, oh. yeah, um, but uh, cause cause Dave Grohl is in Tenacious D. Sometimes,
1: sometimes that's 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 really weird. Like hmm, I used to be in Nirvana. Now I'm singing with Jack Black.
0: Like if you look up all the many, many, many bands he's been in, Tenacious D is one of them.
1: His best was Nirvana, but hmm. today is not a day for music. That's next week. Next week is music. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: Fair. Yeah, I kind of, I kind
1: of planned ahead because um, I'm i i I'm, I'm that much of a a, a, a weirdo. Freak, etc., etc. I've, I've heard them all.
0: Anal. Anal is the word. Okay. Anal is the word. If you, you know, anal can be used in a different context. It's not like sexual. But I don't want it to be used in a different
1: context, if you know what I mean. I don't, I don't want to use it at all. It's one of those words. It's like moist. It's not a word I want to use in my day to day conversation needs. But
0: it does describe what you are. You are an anal person
1: i I'm gonna look up the definition
0: <laughs> not not a not urban Dictionary. just yo i
1: I am familiar with not um relating to or situ- no <laughs> no it's not that one okay anyway moving on from words because we're not gonna get into words this week that that's a uh, later down the line as well That'd be good. um but, you know I've got a lot of ideas um they don't call me the ideas man for nothing of course only one person calls me that and i was gonna ask who. Um, but hey, it's, it's a valid. I, I have lots of ideas, but um, anyway, um, another airplane-related thing. Do you know why airplane food tastes as bad as it does? Communism. <laughs> 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 oh, you are a classic conservative. Are you conservative? Liberal?
0: Uh, I am Marxist. No, <laughs> <laughs> no I, I, um, I suppose I'm... Which which one is Labour? Is that left or is that right?
1: Labour is more leftish, yeah. Yeah, I'm probably leftish. Yeah, I I am. I'm, I'm a socialist myself. But anyway, um, no, it's not. Communism is not the reason why airplane food tastes as bad as it does. It's actually um, and it's not also because airplanes are really cheap and like the food just like they don't cook it properly, which in a lot of cases is true. But the reason is because of it's actually a combination of humidity, um, smell, and hearing. Um, like factor of all those causes, uh, uh, food to taste as bad as because like airplanes fly at around thirty five thousand feet. Mm. That's like the perfect position where like since there's lower air pressure, like it gives maximum fuel efficiency or whatever. Um, but like the cabin is pressurized to simulate six to eight thousand feet because if it wasn't, you'd find it very hard to breathe. Um, so because the cabin's pressurized, the air is around at twenty percent humidity. Mm. Uh, just for point of reference, the Sahara Desert is twenty five percent humidity so it's very dry oh, yeah. in airplane cabins because yeah. um, they what they do is cuz the reason is cuz they recycle uh, 50% of the air because otherwise like it would be mostly fill the carbon dioxide and again you'd also find it very hard to breathe mm-hmm. um so what they do is they recycle the air and when they recycle it they take out um they pressurize it and hydrate it but it's just very barely hydrated it's only like 1% or mm-hmm. something um and like so cuz of the lack of you, the lack of humidity uh, affects your ability to taste or whatever. Because, like, the comfortable humidity level for humans is, like, 40 to 70%. It's, like, in that range. Um, and, like, the lower pressure, because, um, like, the pressure is, like, lower than... it's. So it's around about... The pressure is the same as if you're, like, standing on a mountain that's 2,500 metres tall. It's around about the same. You see, I gotta be honest.
0: As some it comes from the mountains, I like hair <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> i'm not joking i like airplane hospital food and i like the food on trains well
1: here's the thing some of it does taste good which i'll get into in a sec
0: um but like so yeah the lower air
1: pressure affects your ability to taste um because it leads to like xerostomia which is like a dry mouth like a lack of saliva production do you get that when you smoke weed i don't smoke weed is it not called cotton mouth yes it's also called cotton mouth um it's uh but yes, for those of you who want to smoke weed, you will get coven meth. For reference, I don't smoke weed either. I just know that. Just, <laughs> just to clarify. We're also not really condoning drug use, but if you want to do it, Unless be my guest. Just... I'm, I'm, It's a free country. I'm not going to stop you. Uh, I'm legal. not your mother.
0: Unless it's legal. If it's legal where you are, go for it. Cause like, If
1: it's illegal, still go for it. Live on the wild side. Anyway, but that's not saying do all crimes that are illegal. No, no. Um, I'm completely getting off topic here. So anyway, back to so the food much. thing. Yeah. Um, so, like, you're, because, like, a lower saliva, it, like, re- reduces your taste sensitivity by apparently 30%, uh, which makes it difficult to taste anything that's, like, you know, salty or sweet or whatever. Um, but also, a really weird thing scientists did found it, That is my phone falling. and um, that happens all the time. Ignore that. Uh, I am a dropper. That's why I'm not allowed to hold newborn babies. Um, I'm, I'm seriously, I drop everything. So that's why it's, it's a great excuse, because I'm not a big fan of babies. They're just tiny humans they're weird uh anyway but apparently um noise is also a big factor in taste like scientists don't know why they did experiments whereas it's like it's, if you eat in a noisy place your food doesn't taste as good as if you eat in complete silence for some I get reason that. I get that. um but here's the thing i was like i was about to get into not all tastes are affected at umami you know the savory taste mm. um that actually tastes better in the air and like tomato juice is like tomatoes are filled with umami like tomato juices apparently taste far better in the air, and people say, like, they, they won't touch the stuff on the ground, but as soon as they're in the air, what? Well, it's tomato juice central. <laughs> wow. Um, which is really cool. Um, of course, I'll, I'll never, because I hate tomatoes, um, just on a personal level, so nothing will ever get any from me to drink them, even if it does apparently taste nicer in the, in the air.
0: You know, just to, just to interject for a second, I, I have two points I Be want my to... guest, please. Firstly, know. Um, Often used in a non technical context to describe someone who is extremely or excessively neat, careful, or precise. Yeah, that's me. So, that was just to get that out of the way because that's what you're bugging me. <laughs> um, and secondly, um, you know, we're both film, and drama, and English students. Yes. But uh, one of my other modules is philosophy, hmm. uh, specifically existentialism humans. and humanism. One thing you learn about in existentialism. Is you know, there's a philosopher called the, uh, De Beauvoir, and she has a thing about De Beauvoir.
1: S- oh, oh! I think she's a woman, right? Yeah, <laughs> she's a woman. <laughs> she's a woman, right? Yeah. Well, like, no, I mean, I,
0: I, I think I've heard of her. Um, yeah. she, she has a thing about like um the different levels of man. One of them is subhuman, but like the ideal kind of enlightened person is someone who accepts their own responsibility. Yeah, and and doesn't rely on uh, other people. You know, they they are their own person. They uh, are they understand and work with Simone de Beauvoir? Yeah, 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 they, yeah, I have heard of yeah. They understand they work with the two levels of like of of the human kind of existence, which is like you know that you have yeah. moments of where you're just obsessed with your consciousness, uh, and you're aware of it. Where is this might, coming? I'll get there. <laughs> uh, and then you have this part where you uh are. Constantly burdened by the heavy sadness that you feel because you realize that you are not original, and there are billions of other people just like you. But that's the segue from that. You were talking about illegal, like legality and stuff that's illegal. You know, risk it yeah. for Yeah. Biscuit. You know, um, technically, uh, a serial killer is living an ideal human life. <laughs> How? <laughs> the the only part in which they fail is that they refuse to they like caught <laughs> <So> that's, that's, <laughs> like, that's how they fail, they like get caught. Um, no continue. Please. If if you live one of the kind of principles of is that you live your life by your own rules. Yes. But that should not intervene with other people living their, their lives. Yeah. And so if serial killers, you know, we're only killing bad people. They're technically living the perfect human life. It's like Dexter. Yeah. Or huh. the Punisher. Or like... <laughs> the Lex. Yeah. Or They're ladder, ideal too. humans. They're living the ideal human life. Okay. So that was, sorry, that was a really bad... <laughs> that just came out of nowhere. Segway.
1: That's like... Ooh, that's like... Oh, hey, we're talking about airplane food. Oh, cereal killers. <laughs> yep, that, that, that's the kind of stuff you do with on this show.
0: Can we do an episode about cereal killers?
1: We will. Just not next week. <laughs> it's okay. um, well, tech, but it's we will deal with it um, at some point in the future. That's one of my fave topics. I could, I can tell, yeah. Um, but it's not just all serial killers and death. No, there'll also be uh, topics <laughs> such as um, uh, in the future there'll be other topics such as um, uh, cartoons. One thing, uh, Disney's World War II propaganda, which actually might get into next week. Disney's racism. Disney's okay. racism, possibly yes. Um, other whole host topics Greek mythology Ooh, Could be one That'll yeah. be fun sure, yeah. um, Philosophy Definitely Big one yeah. Do you need to take that? Um, that's cool um, Tarantino movies yeah, um, If you're a fa- uh, Planets of the solar system Because I'm a big uh, Physics nerd So talking about planets Would always be fun uh, astro- Astronomy woo. Yeah. Um, Dinosaurs Yes, yes. Um, Big dinosaur Punk music um, mm-hmm. Or any type of music In general really Guilty yeah. Guilty pleasures Um, Literature Like books and stuff Uh, Natural disasters Natural disasters are always fun That's a pretty good one, yeah Um, Quoted advice Just general advice You (laughs) know, like shooting the shit (laughs) I, Um, no I cannot do that one um, Well, I generally learn uh, uh, I I learn from the people I learn from the people Who take my advice Okay So in that I see They take my advice They make mistakes And I learn from that (laughs) I see your
0: sports there Now Dear sports, or is that no, say spoons. That
1: says spoons. Spoons are my favorite kitchen utensil. So we'll get into that at some point. Not sports. I hate sports. Um, I like sports. I, I don't know. I've always been anti sports. Um, for those, for anyone listening who is a fan of sports, I do apologize, but I hate you and everything you stand I can accommodate sports.
0: <laughs> I I can talk about sports. So okay, yeah, we can fit that. In.
1: Yeah. Um, but um, next week's episode. Um, we'll deal with um, since we're just this week and next week we're on since like it's 1-2 so next week we'll talk about sophomore albums so uh, the second album released by a band uh, World War 2 uh, best sequels nice. um, so there are all the topics we'll deal with next week um, and until then I've been Ryan
0: I've been Brendan and I
1: don't know actually yeah that, that's kind of anticlimactic Um <laughs> The End I guess.
0: Yeah, the end. Goodbye.